0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a couple of agencies get pretty good marks for their reopening procedures. Pushback from industry on the White House's order on diversity and inclusion training. And more legislation to help federal employees get out of the payroll tax deferral Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Two inspectors general gave reasonably high marks on their agency's reopening plans during the pandemic. The IG for the Nuclear Regulatory Commission says the agency met most best practices regarding health and was quick to adjust reopening plans. The IG for the Government Publishing Office surveyed agency employees about GPO's handling of the pandemic. 93% were satisfied with the GPO director's communication. Most were satisfied with the technical resources they received to telework, but 30% of those who returned to GPO offices said they felt unsafe, but 80% are satisfied with GPO's safety precautions at the office. Eleven industry associations are calling on the Trump administration to rescind the executive order on diversity and training. The associations wrote to the Office of Management and Budget and the Labor Department laying out their concerns. They say the EO will create confusion among the government contractors around the administrative and oversight burdens of determining compliance. The group tells OMB they do not agree that there is anything divisive about providing information that encourages their employees to treat all their colleagues equally with respect. Senators now have a bill to make the payroll tax deferral optional for federal employees. More now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen introduced the Protecting Employees from Surprise Taxes Act. The bill would allow employees and service members to choose whether they want to participate in the president's tax deferral policy. The bill has 15 co-sponsors and a long list of endorsements from federal employee unions and organizations. The legislation would specifically require employees to sign a written waiver indicating they want to participate. The Senate, though, has a little time to consider the bill before the year ends. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Agencies struggle to replace retiring IT workers to manage mainframes. The new crop of graduates and tech workers do not use the same programming language or have the same experience. Lieutenant Colonel Kristen Sailing, Chief Analytics Officer for the Army Talent Management Task Force, says investing in innovative technology is a good way to attract younger talent and stop the brain drain to Silicon Valley. Sailing also says the pandemic forced a culture change away from the more hands-on squad-centric approach and in favor of using Mission Command to power down decisions to lower levels. DISA's efforts to promote and empower small businesses wins a prestigious award. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. DISA gets big kudos for the design of its systems, engineering, technology, and innovation or SETI contract. DISA received the 2020 Verdeur Award from DOD for its innovative approach and focus on small business. Chris Riley, the SETI program manager, says that the design of the contract was a leap of faith. When I first built the construct of SETI, what we were trying to do had never been done before. So it was either going to be a use case of what not to do, or it was going to set the new standard for driving innovation into large-scale acquisition. Thankfully, SETI and the Tenants and Tactics are the new standard bearers for the Department of Defense. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Naval Academy is changing its class schedule in hopes of keeping students safe from coronavirus. The school announced it will lengthen its winter break and completely eliminate spring break this year. Spring semester classes are set to start on January 19th. Spring semester classes are set to start on January 19th. The Academy says the long winter break will allow a phased return to the school and will also accommodate travel restrictions. The spring semester will now end at the beginning of May. The Air Force is pairing up one of its oldest game-changing technologies with one of its newest. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. Air Force officials say they've successfully demonstrated the use of the Kubernetes platform aboard the U-2 spy plane, an aircraft that first flew in 1955. It's significant because it shows the service can run new software that handles tasks like artificial intelligence and machine learning on the same flight-certified onboard computers that handle flight and mission systems without jeopardizing the functions those computers were originally designed for. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Air Force's top enlisted airman makes a direct appeal to troops regarding harassment. Federal News Network Scott Masioni has more on that. Air Force Chief Master Sergeant Joanne Bass is the first woman to hold her position, and she's making a statement about respect among airmen. On social media, Bass told airmen that respect is non-negotiable when it comes to harassment. She added that the Air Force embraces diversity and is deliberate about inclusion. The posts were in response to an op-ed published by two women airmen, the women were mocked and harassed in social media and in the comments section. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. And add another voice to the discussion about the ethical use of artificial intelligence. The industry group ACT-I ACT released a new white paper outlining an ethical AI framework focused on five factors, bias, fairness, transparency, responsibility, and interpretability. The framework aims to let users establish a consistent measure to help qualify and quantify components used to create, operate, and improve AI capabilities. The white paper Follows the DOD's adoption of five principles for AI ethics and the White House's release of principles for AI regulations. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our Coronavirus Resource page. I'm Eric White.